Praise the Lord. Well, tonight, Jesus for my family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, this word is very meaningful to me, the passage we're going to, so let's look at it tonight. Joshua chapter 2, 1 to 21. <clears throat> now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. Yeah, two gospel preachers came to town. They couldn't witness to everybody, but maybe if they could get the word into one or two, maybe the word would go out throughout the whole city before the judgments of God fell upon sin and sinner. Two men were sent out to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the devil, I mean, the king of Jericho, sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut when it was dark that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the fords. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Your God Jehovah, said Rahab, is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Now therefore I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house, and give me a true token. And spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, Our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, Get to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. So the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord 
in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home, one house, one scarlet line, so it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of, his of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. And if you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from your oath which you made us swear. Then she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet cord in the window. Hebrews 11.31 says, By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. Two messengers, two men sent into Jericho. Jesus sent out his disciples two by two. He sent them out in pairs. He said, go into every city, go into every village and town in Israel and tell them the kingdom of God is here. Preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. Preach the gospel. Bring men and women to life in the gospel. I will come to every city to which you have gone. In Joshua chapter 2, two gospel preachers, two soul winners, Two evangelists came into town. Why were they there to search out, to find out if there was a Rahab in the land, if there was a Rahab in the city, somebody that wanted to come out from under the judgments of God upon sin and sinner, someone who wanted to be delivered from death, somebody who wanted to cast away their idols and their old life and their old habits and say, I want to serve the true and living God. And they found one, and her name was Rahab. The two messengers came, and they spoke to her. And the Bible says she received the messengers with peace. There was no arguing. There was no resisting the gospel. There was no resisting their message. She said, your God, Jehovah, I know already. I've already admitted it. I've already confessed it in my heart. I declare it now with my mouth. Your God, Jehovah, your God, Jesus, he is the true and living God. He is the God in heaven above and on earth beneath. And when she made that declaration, she was born again. She was born again. Who do men say that I am, Jesus said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon. Flesh and blood hasn't revealed this. Your heart has been searching. You've been crying out for truth and answer. And the God of heaven has revealed to you the Savior of the world. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. James chapter 2, 24 to 25. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? Justified by faith, you are the Christ. Your God is the God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Justified by faith, made righteous before God with a declaration of faith in the true and living God. Justified by works. 
You know you're saved when you want to protect the kingdom of God, when you want to hide the messengers and the preachers of God, shield them from the enemy. You know you're saved when you really care about the people of God and what happens to them and about the house of God. 1 John 3.14 says, We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. We love the house of God. We love the family of God. That's one of the greatest confirmations that we have truly been born again, that we've passed from spiritual death to zoe, the God life, because we love to be with the people of God. We love the kingdom. We love the house. We want to protect it. And the other sign is that we have an evangelical spirit that takes hold of us. A spirit of evangelism. We've been born again. I've got to get the message out. I've got to share it. And immediately Rahab spoke to those gospel preachers, those witnesses, and said, give me a true token. She said, show kindness to me. I've shown kindness to you. Show kindness to me. Show me the kindness of God that I could bring my father and my mother and my brothers and my sisters and my kinsfolk and all that they have, that they too might be delivered and spare our lives from death, spare us out from the judgments of God that are coming upon sin, upon this city and upon this land. The great judgment day, the messenger said to her, we will be blameless. We will be free from the blood of all men. But you need to bind this scarlet cord in your house. And you need to get your family, your father and your mother, your relatives, your brothers and sisters, everybody that you can, anybody that you can get into the house with you will be saved. Their lives will be spared. They'll be under the scarlet line. They'll be under the power of the blood. And they'll be under the protection of the house, the covering of the church. Hallelujah. There's nothing more important in this life than the salvation of our family. Jesus for my family. Everything else pales in comparison. Everything else falls to the dust. No matter our status, no matter our occupation, no matter our finances, no matter how we've traveled and what reputation we've gained, everything falls to that that our family is saved and know God and walk in the house of the Lord and under the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Pastor friends that I knew, pastor and his wife, the wife said to her daughter, she said, if I, if you and, if I and my, and your dad preach the gospel to the whole world and the whole world gets saved and I lose you, it will break my heart. There's nothing more important than getting our family, our father and our mother, our brothers and sisters, our sons and daughters, our kinsfolk. There's nothing more important in this life than getting them under the power of the blood and in the house of the Lord to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. The protection of the house and the power of the scarlet line, the blood of Christ, that's where our protection is. That's where we find our refuge. The blood of Christ 
in the house of the Lord. The protection of God in the house of the Lord. I didn't write the book, God did. Some would, some would play loose with this message today in the earth, but I don't. Because we may not be that serious about the blood and the house of the Lord, the church, but there's one who is, and it's God. And he knows the ploys of Satan, and he knows the mischief of Satan that he would try to twist into our families and into generations to come. So we must be careful, and we must be vigilant, and we must be on guard. What does Satan do? He comes to pull people away from the house of God. He tries to get people to forsake the house of God to quit going to church. And if we forsake the house of God and we forsake going to church, our blood, the Bible says, will be on our own head. Don't listen to preachers and Christians who tell you you don't have to go to church. You can sit at home and watch Christians on TV. I'm not sure there's Christian TV, but there's Christians on TV. Listen to some podcasts now and then if you want. Come and go as you will. Listen to some Christian music in your vehicle. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to be in the house of God. They're false apostles. They're enemies of the cross of Christ. Their message hurts the kingdom. It diminishes the glory of God that he's trying to reveal through his people. House of God is that important. The blood of Christ and the house of the Lord is that important. That the, that the messenger said, if anybody goes out into the streets, see the enemy wants to get us back out onto the streets of Jericho, and the pull is strong by the enemy, and God comes by his word to warn us and strengthen us. Joshua chapter 6, 17 to 25. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, it and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who are with her in the house. Because she hid the messengers that we sent, and you by all means abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey, with the edge of the sword. The city fell under the judgments of God. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house and from there bring out the woman and all that she has, as you swore to her. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, Jesus for my family. My, she went to work. 
And those who got saved went to work. Her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. She dwells in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Jesus for my family. What a response in that family. Rahab the first to be born again. Jehovah is God in heaven above, on earth, and on earth beneath. He is the true and living God. I make my declaration of faith. I belong to the God of heaven. And then she went to her father, to her mother, to her brothers, to her sisters, to her kinsfolk, to her relatives. They were all through the town. And you know what? There wasn't a hard-hearted one among them. Not one testy, not one resisting, not one pushing against a mother's prayers, a sister's prayers. No argument, no fight. They heard the word of the Lord. They heard the good news of the gospel, that there was salvation and there was deliverance from sin and judgment of death. And it looks like the whole family got saved. And the whole clan came in, and that house was jam-packed full with people that were under the power of the scarlet lion and under the protection of the house of the Lord. Beautiful. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Is there anyone here tonight, you're resisting the gospel, you push against your mom and dad, you push against serving the Lord? Let the word of the Lord come into your spirit. The Lord wants to show you kindness. The Lord wants to save you from a cruel enemy. The Lord wants to save you from the power of Satan and sin and the, all the evil of this world that will hurt and damage. He wants to save us. He wants to give us life. He wants to bless us. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Maybe your heart has been hardened against going to church. You just show up whenever you want, now and then. If you want, doesn't matter. Doctrines of devils, that's not of God. That doesn't line up with the standard of the Word of God. The Bible says, withdraw your brother, withdraw yourself from every brother that walks disorderly. Many today are walking disorderly. They're out of order. They walk however they want. They don't walk in the order of God's people. Withdraw yourself from people like that, the Bible says, lest you learn their ways and get a snare to your own soul that you start to get casual and play loose with the things of God and the kingdom and the house of God. And you say, oh, it won't affect me. Yeah, but it might affect your children, and it might affect your grandchildren, and the generations to come might not even serve God because of an unwise thing that you have done and the compromise of another. This is life and death. Life and death. The blood 
and the house, the scarlet line and the church. Satan comes to pull us away from the house of God. It's so obvious, isn't it? It's so obvious. I've seen it hundreds. I hope not a thousand times, but maybe I have. People start to play loose with church attendance. Oh, they were so fervent. They were there. Every time the doors were open, they just wanted to serve the Lord. And all of a sudden, a drift starts to happen in there, and they're missing here and missing there. And all of a sudden, they're missing, and they've missed out. And their family and they fall from the high and holy standard that God has set in his word for his people. See, the enemy wants us out of the fellowship. He doesn't want us where iron sharpens iron and where conviction comes and correction comes and instruction comes and spiritual drift is corrected in our lives as we're in the house of the Lord. God is there by his Holy Spirit, by people, by words of encouragement, by the preaching of the word. God is there to correct, to adjust, to reprove, to bring us forth in righteousness. The enemy says, I don't want people under that. And he is sly and he is subtle. And soon people have wandered away from the church, attend very seldomly, and have missed out from that power of God and that protection of God on their lives and on their family. Well, Hebrews 10.25, we know it well. Yeah, we're quoting it a lot these days. We must be near the end, the day of Christ approaching. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day of Christ approaching. You know what this apostle is calling for? That as we get nearer and nearer to the coming of Christ, the people of God would be fervent to gather to assemble, to pray, to worship, to seek the Lord, to push back the powers of darkness, to pray fervent, travailing prayers, to get the fire of God burning in them so they can reach out and be witnesses and stand for the glory of God. But look at the attack. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That's the attack as we come close to the day of Jesus Christ. And there is not a generation in the last 2,000 years that has played as loose with church attendance as the generation we live in right now. The Bible forewarned it. And so we should say, a word to the wise is sufficient. A word to the wise is sufficient. We take this into our spirit. It says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. It doesn't say, well, you know, you can watch some Christians on TV and you can listen to some podcasts and, you know, you can even spend time in your secret place and you can listen to Christian worship music in your vehicle. It's not talking about that. It's talking about the assembling of ourselves together. And so I encourage you tonight... Gather your family, gather people that you know and say, listen, we've got to get into the house of the Lord. Don't come and go as you please. Don't show up once in a while, maybe once a week. I said this last week and I say it again. I went to church three times a week as a child. I went to church three times a week as a teenager. 
and most often started going four as I became a young adult. So I went to church three times a week and four as a young adult. And I went to church three times a week at least as an adult and a preacher, and it has saved my life, and it has saved the life of my family. Under the blood and under the protection of the house. Listen, you want to set standards in your family, set them early. You don't want to be playing loose and then your children are 10, 12, 14, 15 years of age and all of a sudden they don't want to go to church and they're pushing against you and oh, 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 now we're going to go to church three times a week. Yeah, it's a rough ride then. That pattern has to be in, that standard has to be in there so strong and powerful that there's no deviation. It's just what we do. It's ingrained in the spirit of a child. Hallelujah. Well, a word to the wise is sufficient. This is life and death. This is generational. This deals with our posterity. This deals with our sons and daughters and our grandchildren three times a week for my whole life and for my family. And God forbid that that standard should ever fall. Psalm 27. Worship team, come. One thing I have desired of the Lord. Wow, this above everything else. That, I will, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, to worship and to pray to be under the word. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Oh, to be in the house of the Lord. So many other places we have to be during the week, but oh, to be in the house of the Lord. One thing I desire, to be in the house of the Lord, to worship, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple, to pray, make requests, to invoke the name of the Lord and blessing of God, to be under his word, to hear people of God speak to me and encourage me and exhort me and urge me down the path of righteousness. And there in that house of God, my head is lifted up above my enemies. I triumph over my enemies. I walk in victory. I overcome. I'm an overcomer in Christ because my feet are upon a rock. I stand upon the rock, Christ Jesus. Head lifted up of our, above our enemies and we offer sacrifices and sing and sing praises to the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus for my family. Let's stand together tonight. Jesus for my family. Let's call on the Lord tonight. Let's lift up family members. I don't know about you, but I pray for my family members that don't know the Lord, relatives, next of kin. I pray for them every week that somehow, somewhere, there will be a breakthrough. That those who have wandered, knowing the ways of God, and now so far haven't gone to the house of God for years, 
My heart weeps in secret for their pride. So it's a day to pray and seek the Lord and let's set a standard for our lives and for our families. And ask God that not one of our sons or daughters, not one of our grandchildren and descendants to come, that not one of them would ever be lost to the passionate pursuit of God's presence and loving devotion to the saints. And everyone said, Amen.